0: Hey everybody, welcome to the 757 teams high school football chat. I'm Jamie Frankenberry
1: and I'm Larry Obama.
0: The show is presented by our sponsor Lionsbridge Financial, investing and planning for clients throughout Hampton Roads. You can check them out at lionsbridgefinancial.com. So Larry, I think we are both still drying out from Friday night's game, Oscar Smith at Deep Creek. It was a rainy, windy, terrible yeah. night uh, to be on the sidelines. But I think we learned a lot. Yep. One thing is that the Southeastern District Champion is still the
1: Southeastern District champ- Champion until somebody knocks him off, and that's Oscar Smith. Yeah, Oscar Smith, you know, the offense wasn't impressive, but they did enough to be able to, to, be able to win the game. I mean, Deep Creek, had four different things that went wrong. You know, a bad punt started off for a safety. Another punt was blocked. Another fumble was returned for a touchdown. Another fumble turned in helped Oscar Smith with short field to get a touchdown. So, I mean, I know that D. Creek was upset, uh, but this is a learning experience. This is only going to help them as they get ready to uh, prepare for the playoffs for sure. Yeah, that's 97 straight
0: <sighs> district wins uh, for Oscar Smith. The Tigers defense has allowed 13 points in the last six games. The only uh, team that scored more than a touchdown was Vero Beach from Florida, which, by the way, I think is now six or seven and oh, they're (laughs) undefeated. Um, and Oscar Smith lost to them by only a touchdown. Yeah. So, you talked about Deep Creek, this is Deep yeah. Creek's first loss. Uh, you know, what do you yeah. think they'll take away from this uh, first loss?
1: Well, I think they gotta do some things offensively. Their offense just was not in sync the whole game. Um, you know, of course it happens that their starting quarterback was injured and, and um, Michael Giro has come in and, and tried to help that thing go. But right now, I think they need to just settle down get this game out of their system, get, win this game coming up, and then they got a big game coming up against Kings Fork in a couple of weeks. So they got to get that one, put it behind, and move on. It's only one loss, so, but they control pretty much control their destiny throughout and just get ready for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, Tayshaun Jones is the quarterback. Right. He was injured three weeks ago against right. Indian River, has not played since. Uh, so we'll see how that uh, yeah. f- unfolds as the season goes on. Moving on, you talked about Kings Fork. Kings Fork with a big win, 28-7 to against Indon River. The Bulldogs are for real. Mm. I think they're 6-1 now. Darren Butts is running wild. He leads Southampton yeah. Roads with 1,100 yards rushing. He has scored 18 touchdowns mm. in seven games, which is crazy. Larry, the Bulldogs look like they're for real.
1: They do, especially and for Butts to do it. We saw how nasty it was. On Friday night and for him to score that many, many touchdowns and run for that many yards it's very impressive and they can throw the ball as well and they got a good defense and you know I think they have to kick themselves when they look back to that loss to Western Branch where they shouldn't have lost and think, man we could be undefeated right now but they're rolling right now and they got some big games coming up as well.
0: Yeah, uh, Darren Butts has 2,640 career yards. He's uh, uh, been at King's Fork for the last three seasons on the varsity team. That's about 1,000 yards shy of reaching the top 10 in Southampton Roads all time. I don't think he'll uh, get that unless he really goes crazy. And he's got, like you said, (laughs) Deep Creek and Oscar Smith coming up in the next three weeks. So we'll see uh, how many yards he can get to. Uh, The other big game last week, Lake Taylor 20, Norcom 2. You picked it. I did. I didn't pick it. Uh,
1: <laughs> tell me what happened with the Titans. Well, with, with the Titans, their, their defense. I mean, again, you got to remember Hank Sawyer, the coach over at Lake Taylor, has been doing this thing for years. They've been winning what six straight Southeast, I mean, um, Eastern District titles. They know how to play. With their backs against the, you know, against the wall. They had never lost back-to-back uh, district games in a long time, and I'm, I'm sure he said, "You okay? Let's let's get ready. Let's put up or shut up," and they, they shut up. Uh, Norcom, and their defense is tough. I mean, Mm -hmm. holding Norcom to two points is pretty impressive, and when you have the kind of offense that they have, that Vera offense, uh, and some good guys behind it who can run it, they can do some things, so we'll see. This will comes right in time too, as you get ready for the playoffs as well.
0: Yeah, that offense was perfectly suited for that <laughs> weather yeah. on Friday night, right. and uh, freshman quarterback Jeff Foster came right. in and played pretty well for them. That was Norcom's first loss. They only managed 49 mm. yards of total offense in the
1: entire game. What do the Greyhounds need to do to bounce back? They got to find some offense. This isn't the first game. This is been about three or four games where they've really struggled to be able to score some points. Their defense is sound, but they got to have some offense to be able to have that balance, or it's gonna it could be a, a short run in the playoffs, but they have it. I think Coach Larry Archer will get them together and say, "Hey, here's the things we did wrong. Let's get this thing together before we get into the playoffs."
0: Yeah, Norcam, you remember they beat Booker T seven yeah. to six. They <laughs> beat Norview. I think that was thirteen to seven. So they've had their struggles on offense. Yeah. Uh, so far this season. You know, is this a big win for Lake Taylor? Can they use this to kind of propel uh,
1: themselves through the second half? Without a doubt, because they can say, hey, now nobody in this district is undefeated anymore. We're still in this thing. I mean, they only got one loss in the the district right now. So, you know, put all the rest of the games behind or behind. Now they just start playing for the playoffs. And I think they're going to be all right.
0: Yeah, we'll talk more about the Eastern District race Mm -hmm. and also about all TieWater player of the year race Mm -hmm. right after this word from our sponsor.
1: You embody dedication, sacrifice, and commitment. You are an elite athlete. You know the difference superior coaching makes. Lions Bridge Financial Advisors is here to be your financial coach. We'll help you pack for your athletic journey by gathering a complete picture of where you are and where you want to go, and by working with other trusted professionals on your behalf.
0: Okay, everybody, welcome back. I'm here with Larry Rubama. We're talking high school football in Southampton Roads. And let's look at the Twitter poll from last week. We spoke about the Eastern District. Uh, The poll, who survives in the Eastern (laughs) District? It is just a log jam at the top. You've got Norcom beat Granby. Granby beat Lake Taylor. (laughs) Lake Taylor beat Norcom. So the poll numbers, Norcom 47% think the Greyhounds are going to win. Lake Taylor got 29%. Granby at 19%. And Booker T at 5%. Larry, which of those teams do you think survives?
1: I think we're going to have a three-way tie for first place in the Eastern District. And ties aren't strange to the Eastern District. In 2010, Churchill and Norcom uh, shared the title. 2009, Churchill and Lake Taylor. 2006, Lake Taylor and Maury. So uh, I think it's going to be a three-way tie. When we look at the rest of the schedule, Granby has Churchland and Maury coming up. Churchill's only won one game. Norcom has Maury, who struggled pretty much the season, and Windless wilson And then Lake Taylor's got Windless wilson with one victory, and Booker T. That could be the the big game for them is that game against Booker T. Because Booker T. is much better. But um, uh, Granby has not won an Eastern District title. Uh, since 2004, so I think it's going to be a three-way tie.
0: Yeah, I like, you know, you talked about Granby. Granby has played really well. The thing that's keeping the, uh, this is for you Comets fans out there, (laughs) the Comets can't get into the top ten. I think they got a couple votes this week. They lost to top ten teams. They lost to Cox early in the season. They've also lost to Norcom. Um, uh, They did beat Lake Taylor, so we'll see how the Comets do. The Comets have a big game coming up in two weeks against Thomas Dale up in right. Richmond. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's going to be interesting. And, you know, Booker T has played really well. They, they played Norview, Lake Taylor. Now you, you talked to um, Norview's coach, DJ Alexander, this right. week. What did he say about that youthful uh, lineup?
1: He, he loves it. He loves it. The thing, he, his biggest concern now is letting those youth players know to continue to buy into the program, continue to get the experience, continue to get the, um, you know, being positive and, and confident that it can play in this district. Um, and I tell you, the next three years look really good for Booker T. But right now, they just want to get into the playoffs. It's been a long time since they've been there. And they want to win the playoffs, which has been even longer. So right now, I think he has them ready, believing in him, believing in the system. And if everything goes well, I mean, they, they could make, the, they should do real well in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, we'll see how the Eastern District pans out. By the way, for all you uh, sticklers out there, we know the Eastern District. No districts give any uh, district championship <laughs> trophies out. But just bear with us we're talking about uh, the standings and who's winning and that sort of thing so let's move on to this week we got another big game involving Oscar Smith it's on Saturday at 3 o'clock Larry Oscar Smith number one in the area travels to number eight Indian River Saturday 3 p.m. what do you think about this rivalry well
1: Glen with Farabee the coach over Indian River has always said the measuring stick of this whole season is how you do against Oscar Smith until somebody beats Oscar Smith they're still the champs they have a chance. We never forget the game. I believe it was two years ago when they were right there, had the game, and, and couldn't pull it out But the 2015 when they lost 15-14. Uh, but that's the game. It's going to be senior night at Indian River. Um, here's their other big game. They had a big game against Deep Creek that they lost. That one at home. Can they come back and be able to bounce back and win this game? They're just coming off a loss to Kings Fork, So they got a lot at stake right now. Can they beat Oscar Smith? I don't think it's going to get done. I just think Oscar Smith's defense is just too tough right now. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But it's going to be, a, it should be a, a, a nice experience and a lot of fans out there as well.
0: Yeah, that's on Saturday at Indian River. Uh, and, you know, Oscar Smith has always been in these big games. Yeah. But Indian River's played in a couple also. Right. I think the big question mark for Indian River, though, is that offense. Yeah, Can they gotta, score some yeah. points? Yeah. They only scored seven last week. No, it was in right. a driving rain against Kings Fork. Uh, But they really struggled also in the second half a couple weeks ago against Deep Creek So they've lost two of their last three games. You know, we talked a little bit about Oscar Smith's offense You know, what do they need to do on offense to get better do you think
1: they need to throw the ball a little bit more They, They only completed one pass last week I know it was raining, but you still got I mean what happens in the playoffs if you if teams know you're gonna run They have a really good running uh, core, but right now, they've got to be able to spread that ball out a little bit more. And we've seen that in past, Oscar Smith teams, how they're able to be able to do it both in the air as well as on the ground. So they've got to start to get that thing together um, in the air, for sure.
0: Yeah, Khalid Wilson yeah. and D'Angelo White have led them room. on the ground. Yes, they I think have both have more than 400 yards. Yeah. Uh, uh, at quarterback, you know, Cameron Kelly mm. has played pretty well. They also have brought in Dominique Brooks right. uh, at quarterback. So we'll see. Now, Indian River, offensively, they've struggled. What do they need to do against that Oscar Smith defense?
1: run the ball but that's very tough it's easier said than done teams have tried to do that all season and and we know what happens oscar smith turns them away so they got to find a be way to run the ball they got three different running backs that can do it but it's gonna be tough against that defense the defense is just i mean you know look what they did last week with uh against deep creek who had run the ball really well this year so it's, they got a, they got a lot they got a, they got a, they got a tough challenge coming up
0: yeah, also this week, this uh, on Friday, Cox at Tallwood, that's a Beach District battle, yeah. Class 6, both of those teams battling for playoff uh, positioning. What do
1: you think of that one, Larry? Well, I, I looked it up. I didn't realize Tallwood has not been in Cox since 2008. That's a long time. So, uh, you know, and Cox has Tavion Robinson, who does his thing. So we're gonna, if they can slow down Tavion Robinson, Tallwood has a chance. But I have a feeling they know how big this game is for the playoffs. I think uh, Cox is going to be ready.
0: Yeah, I think, you know what the X Factor might be for Cox this season is a guy named Carson DiNardo. Yes, yes. Kicked three field goals last yeah. week in a 9 to nothing mm-hmm. win. The week before that he hit a game-winning uh, field goal mm-hmm. with 2.6 seconds left against Kellum. So, you know, that, that means a lot. We saw some teams who don't have field goal kickers, and they've lost some close games. So Carson DiNardo could be make a big difference uh, for Cox down the stretch and in the playoffs. Also, Nansman River at Deep Creek. That's a really interesting game. That one's also on Friday night at 7. Larry, can the Warriors go in there and get a win against Deep Creek?
1: I don't think so. You know, we were talking about betting the house. I don't think so. I think uh, Deep Creek has a lot to prove. I mean, they lost that game last week against Oscar Smith. They know they shot themselves in the foot, not just once, twice, three times, four times. They got to get back on the road, especially when they got King's Fork the following week. So some people look at this game as one that that maybe they'll take them lightly. Deep Creek wants to get back on the board. They have to basically just right the ship, put last week's game behind, and show, hey, look, we're still a powerhouse, and let's get things done. So I think, you know, Nashville River did stop their losing streak. They lost three in a row last week. So we'll see what happens. But I, I like Deep Creek's chances. They're at home. Um, this is a game that they really need.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think Nansen River can run the ball. Yeah. You know, they've got yeah. some pretty good running backs. they got, you know, four or five guys who yeah. can really run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Deep Creek can solve them on defense. We'll see if Tayshawn Jones returns mm-hmm. to the offense for Deep Creek. Um, so that's, uh, that's it for this week's games. A little preview of next week. Now, we have three weeks left in the regular season. You've heard of the Heisman race. Well, this is the All-Tidewater Player of the Year race. With three weeks left, we're going to talk about players of the year, uh, player of the year candidates. So with three weeks left, Larry,
1: which three players do we need to see in those last three weeks? It, you get Butts. I mean, uh, Darren Butts has been doing it all season. Um, he's leading them. Look at Kings Fork, how they're playing right now. He's, I, I think, right now the number one. I look at also at K.V. Robinson from Cox. Yes, the record, they're not, you know, they're not at the top right now. Um, but they're near the top, and he's been doing it all. He's been their go-to player to do it all. And then the third one I really like right now is uh, Daryl Jones over at uh, Princess Anne. Um, he was a wide receiver, turns the running back, and he's doing the thing as running back. And they're another team that's trying to get back in the playoffs to see what they do. So I like those two, top three right now. Yeah, I
0: agree. I think those three are really good candidates. Don't forget about Brent Stoops, the quarterback right. at Lansdowne. Right. He can run. He can throw. Lansdowne, by the way, 8-0. 8-0. They have a bye this week, so right. we'll see how uh, they come out of the bye with two games. Games left. Uh, you know you talked about that Oscar Smith defense. Mm-hmm. Keyshawn Artis is playing great. He was one of your top two or three in the area right. uh, in the class of 2018. And Taraja Mitchell, we have Taraja Mitchell we have not talked about Bishop Sullivan yeah, lately. Yeah. They've been on the road. They've lost a couple games. They return mm-hmm. home this week play a game against Royal Colle- uh, Royal Imperial Collegiate. Easier for you to say. Yeah,
1: from Ontario. <laughs> so we'll see
0: that. That's Friday night. So anyway, thanks for joining us, everybody. Don't forget, check out Friday's newspaper for our predictions, uh, capsules, previews on all the games. And you can join us on Twitter, at 757Teams, on Friday night. If you want to listen to this as a podcast, you can download this on iTunes And uh, thanks for joining us everybody.